I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. Sid and Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. This um, councilwoman in New Jersey, this lady, got uh, murdered, blown away. No one seems to have any idea why that was the case. That's kind of a crazy story. It is uh, 8.45 on your Wednesday morning. We put this time aside every week for the great congressman. I always say the two best politicians, New Yorkers in my lifetime, Ed Koch, a distant third, Rudy Giuliani and Peter King. King spent the better part of four decades making Long Island great went on to serve Homeland Security, and now is a major, I mean major, superstar on this station, appearing on this show and my good buddy John Katsimatini's show. Here he is, the real king, not King James, Peter King. <laughs> good morning, Sid. Yeah, that sounded great, especially after listening to all that nonsense about your Botox. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm on hold. Get up, get- so these guys put me on hold, and I have to listen to all this, the ins and outs of your folks. I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm trying to keep up with Madonna, uh, Peter. It's not very easy. <laughs> not easy. I, I had the chance to uh, meet your son this week on the streets of New York City. Sean, great kid. That was uh, that was awesome. He recognized me. That was actually uh, very, very cool. But I, I got a, a message from somebody, and they said, you got to ask your friend Peter King this. And whenever I get that lately, Peter, I get nervous because people Uh like to take shots at you and I. And they go, listen, all this stuff about Santos. Last night, Mitt Romney was like, get out of here. You don't belong here. Biden refused to shake his hand. He's like, all this stuff. You know whose fault it is? Joe Cairo. How does Joe Cairo not bet this guy and let this guy run twice? And this guy was going nuts on your friend and mine. I love this guy, Joe Cairo. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, thanks for saying hello to my son. He really enjoyed talking to you, and he sent me the photo right away. I was actually down in Washington with Joe Cairo, yes. and I got the uh, yes. yeah, the text yeah. picture uh, with you. I, I, I said, Sean, I've won you all your life not to hang out with guys <laughs> like this. And I hear you. You're right on Park Avenue. It's terrible. He's, he's, by the way, he's a very, very, he's a very nice kid. And uh, Have I met Erin yet, your daughter? No, you haven't. I haven't. She's out in North Carolina, you know. She, yeah. was just, she was big in politics on Long Island. Now yep. she's out in North Carolina. Yep. She's up here a lot. She's back and forth. I'll, I'll just make a point for you to meet her. She's, uh, yeah, she's, I'm dying to meet her. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. So, anyway, as far as Joe Cairo, Joe Cairo, first of all, is the, and I'm not just saying this, but he's a friend. He's the best Republican leader in the country. In the last election, uh, what he did to win congressional seats, for instance, Anthony D'Esposito, 75,000 more Democrats. Anthony was elected to Congress. We took back three state Senate seats. There's almost 100,000 more Democrats than Republicans in Nassau County. We zone and carry the county by over 50,000. And, of course, the last year, or the year before that, won back county executive, district attorney, uh, kept the county legislature, won the city of Glencove. We can go on and on. Now, as far as Santos, Santos comes out of uh, Queens. He ran in uh, 2020 because nobody else wanted to run. It was a Democratic seat. And uh, he was basically, uh, we thought, vetted by, by Queens County. Uh, he ran against Tom Swazi. Democrats vetted him. You always vet someone you're running against them. They didn't find any of this. And then this time around, the seat was still overly Democratic. And uh, Santos asked for the nomination. Again, nothing had come up on him. Nothing by the uh, uh, Republican National Committee or the Democratic National Committee or Swazi or uh, Robert Zimmerman. And so he gets the nomination. Then the last minute, the Court of Appeals changed the uh, district and made it much more Republican. And suddenly Santos is there. He had the nomination and he won. But to say, listen, the reality is Joe Cairo is managing so many campaigns the last time around. And you have a guy, Santos. I mean, I, I've run for office, I don't know how many times, 17, 18, 19 times altogether. No one's ever asked to see my college degree, my law degree. Right. I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, but nobody's ever asked for my you know, bar admission card or anything like that. There's certain things that you think it's going to come out over the years, and it didn't. Obviously, I can tell you right now, candidates have been vetted much more than before. But of all the races last year, George Santos was an afterthought. And listen, it's, uh, you have to assume responsibility. But to somehow think that we knew about or anyone knew about Santos is wrong. If anyone should have known, it should have been the Democrats. Right. And Zimmerman. Tuesday, which is a great investigative newspaper, yep. fortunately or unfortunately, and they found nothing. Nothing. You know, Zimmerman should have been the one to find that. By the way, talking about colleges, when I met Sean, your son, I said to him, I said, you know how I know you're really Peter King's son? He was wearing a Notre Dame hat. And <laughs> and uh, your friend, Pat Ryder, I want to send a shout-out to Pat. He's doing me a big favor later on today. One of the great police chiefs in this country, right there in Nassau County, the great uh, Pat Ryder. Now, Pat so, is a great commissioner. He's been a great cop. He's a cop's cop. And, uh, you, again, you can't ask for a better guy than Pat Ryder. Agreed. I like everybody there. I like Bruce Blakeman. I helped him get uh, elected, obviously. So did you. So did John. I like uh, certainly Ann Donnelly. I mean, Nassau County has done a really, really good job. I don't know much about Suffolk County. In fact, I think Danielle's actually in court today in Suffolk County. Don't know much about uh, the big leaders there. Do they uh, hold up against Nassau, Suffolk? Yeah, Jesse, yeah actually, uh, Jesse Garcia is a very good leader. In fact, he does a... Uh the show with uh, with the judge, with Judge Weinberg on ABC. Yeah. It's, it's for the uh, East End of Long Island. Now, Jesse's a very good leader. I think he'd be a good choice for state chairman. Uh, he had also good results in Suffolk. In fact, good, the good thing is he and Joe Cairo work so closely together. Because some of the districts overlap between Nassau and Suffolk County, and there's no rivalry, there's no jealousy. They really are solid, solid, old-time leaders, but using modern techniques. Yeah. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at 
at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Yeah. One of the things I want to go back to the State of the Union from last night, Peter, that the president oh. stayed away from, and we knew he was going to, we were warned about it, believe it or not, earlier in the day, was the Chinese spy balloon. They told us hours before the speech last night he wasn't going to talk about it. So when you were serving Homeland Security, I would imagine that's a meeting that the president, whether it's Biden or Trump, whoever it was, would have a meeting with when he came to the Chinese spy balloon. So two questions here. A, would you be involved in those meetings if there was a balloon when you were still in office? And secondly, how terrible a job did Joe Biden and all of the folks do with that spy balloon? Well, being on both the Homeland Security Committee and also the Intelligence Committee, I would have had access, if not the first day, certainly the second or third day. Usually they brief the chairman and ranking members of the Intelligence Committee first, and then the other members right after. But I would have certainly learned an awful lot by now. There's no doubt about it. As far as what he did, to me, there's so many unanswered questions. I mean, if they knew this thing was coming toward the United States, why didn't they knock it down when it was approaching Alaska or Canada before it hit the continental United States? And then for him to say, well, I ordered them on Wednesday, but we waited until Saturday. Uh, I, I want to see all the thinking that went into that. And how did they know it was coming? Why didn't they do want to stop it? Did, you know, did we talk to Canada at all? Uh, they, had, they had time. Uh, again, if you're president and you have 10 minutes to know that you have time to do something, you know, did you discuss it with Trudeau? Uh, did they uh, plan what was going to happen? So I think there's so many questions here. And also, you know, why did China do it? Why did, were they doing it to get intelligence or are they doing it just to basically show the world that they're not intimidated by the United States. In either right. event, right. to me, it did not look good. But he should have definitely mentioned that the other night in the State of the Union, just like he should have mentioned much more about illegal immigration, which he didn't. We can go through the whole line of things he didn't mention, about all the migrants coming into New York, places like that. I mean, it's just, uh, to me, that, that, that speech was so detached from reality Basically, to me, a good State of the Union speech, and Bill Clinton was good at this, he would put enough partisan stuff in there to keep his base happy. Then he would make a point of reaching out to Republicans. And actually, we had some good good years of cooperation. Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton were polar opposites, but they were able to get things done. And we actually had a balanced budget when Clinton was president and Gingrich was Speaker of the House. Right. But there was no chance of that last yeah. night. No, I remember going back to Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan. Uh, those two guys uh, able to get along and... You know, look, I, I had Brian Kilmeade on earlier. He hated the speech, obviously loved Sarah Sanders. I had Larry Trump on this show this morning, Donald Trump's daughter-in-law. She hated right. the speech. She actually liked Donald Trump's speech that he made on Truth Social. It's still up. It's a nice video where he told the truth. And you look back, and there was really nothing to like. But, but I will say this. I walked in this morning. You talk about bipartisan Democrats, Republicans. And I was talking to our mutual friend, Frank Morano. And he's like, you know, I got to tell you, it was it was nasty last night. You know, Lauren Boebert yelling and screaming, Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling and screaming. You're a liar, which uh, a lot of folks in the studio believe actually helped Joe Biden last night. And me, I'm like, wait a second. Nancy Pelosi ripped up this speech two years ago. That was treason. And Frank's point was, okay, what does that mean? That makes it right. So he was more turned off by how Republicans reacted last night than what Biden said. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I wish they hadn't. I mean, I don't want Marjorie Taylor Greene to be the face of the Republican Party. You know, she satisfies a hardcore base. But if you want to win an election, you have to appeal to more independent people. And I'm not saying people who uh, surrender their principles. I'm saying people who want a certain degree of civility. And having us standing up in the back row and yelling, 
I mean, I don't think that's going to win many votes in places like Nassau County or Suffolk County or Westchester County. And that's where you need the votes to, uh, you know, they're the swing votes. You're always going to get the hardcore Republican votes. I don't think she appeals so much behind, you know, beyond the hardcore. It's great if you want to gin up people and get them excited at a, some kind of a base rally. But there, when you have the president, who was basically, I thought, almost making a fool of himself, being so out of touch, slurring his words, uh, being wrong on the facts, and then to get that obscured by Budget Taylor Green standing up in the back row and shouting. To me, it doesn't add much at all. Well, congratulations, but, Peter. After your long, illustrious Hall of Fame political and now radio career, you have now gotten Curtis Sliwa all excited because he said the same exact thing on this show at 7.05. And mind you, as you were saying it, he ran to the studio and started finger-pointing me like, you see, I told you. So congratulations, King. It's now you and Sliwa. How does that sound? Yeah, well, I, well, I can tell you, I'm, I'm a little confused right now because during the week I'm getting texts from Curtis saying he and I are at a war. There's going to be a war between us because we were having dinner with Vivolo 15 years ago at Vito Fisella, yeah. and I didn't want him to declare war on, uh, who was it, Marbury, in the, on the restaurants. And, right. He uh, actually he actually blames, he, he, he says if you would have listened to him back then, you could have averted right. the Russia-Ukraine war. <laughs> yeah, all I know is, listen, all right, Curtis and I went to the same high school. I graduated. He did. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my God. What, 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 what if he was out there and, and uh, because he's such a good soul, opted not to graduate to protect New Yorkers on a daily basis? That's honorable, no? Yeah, actually, you know, all kidding aside, Curtis is a great guy. He's a, he's a great New Yorker. <laughs> and he could have easily graduated. What he did was he led a student revolt. And all he had to do was, like, apologize for it, and he wouldn't do it, so he threw him out. He got the it. right courtesy. Sure, it was him. <laughs> he let a student revolt. You can't make this well, up. Did, yeah. That's good. Again, he was about 10 years behind me, but it was, uh, yeah, that was the whole, it was like the last years. Of, it was a great school in Brooklyn. In fact, from, the, from my school, uh, high school window, I could see Ebbets Field. I could see them wow. down, which is even worse. Wait, so what high school is that? Brooklyn Prep, which is oh, now Medgar Evers, by the way. Right, Medgar Evers. College. Right. That whole facility was yep. uh, Brooklyn Prep, uh, you know, Jesuit High School. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, John Dockery, the guy who played for the Jets. Jets, yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe Namath and John Dockery uh, remain great friends to this day, by the way. So, hey, uh, listen, there's nothing you can't talk about. Ebbets Field, Medgar Evers, John Dockery, Joe Biden, <laughs> Russia, Curtis. Oh, you, I mean, you are so good on this show, Peter. I can't thank you enough. I love you. Regards again to uh, your son, Sean. And thanks again. We'll do it again next week. Okay, great. Okay, thanks, Ed. You're the man. There he is, folks. Another great appearance by our dear friend, great New Yorker, Peter King. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.